Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. You can't get much for five bucks these days unless you go to Wendy's for a five dollar biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT, plus four piece nugs, fries, and a drink, all for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Edie Nathan, and she's a psychotherapist and grief recovery expert. Edie, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Thanks, Rita. Thank you. So can you share a little bit about your journey and what led you to this career path? I think for everyone, there are many different uh, paths that we can take in our lives. And this particular path just kept knocking at my door saying, okay, come on, let's, let's, let's look at this. Let's look at grief. Let's look at loss. Because from the time I was really young, I was always interested in kind of the cycle of life you know, living and, and dying and birthing. And I'd have burial services for my little bugs. And, you know, so it was always there. And then really over time and, and realizing that this was a conversation, grief, loss, trauma, that people just didn't want to have. Yeah. And one thing I can tell you about myself is I like to go where people don't like to go. Uh, I, I like to take the path that is probably got the most resistance. Mm-hmm. And um, because I find it um, intriguing, I also find it important, not for me, but for you know the, the folks that don't wanna be on that path. Yeah. And, What happened for me when I was in my early 20s, 27, actually it was mid 20s, was that the love of my life died. And when he he died, um, being so young, people around me said, don't worry, you'll find another love. And I was really on a completely different path. I really just, all I wanted to do was do public speaking and go into the corporate world. Because of that loss, everything changed. And I said, okay, there's no one, there's no one who I can talk to who gets this, who gets what I as a, you know, in my mid twenties, this mid 20 New York woman is going through. And I redesigned my entire life. And Paul kind of has paid this work forward in terms of grief and the expansion of what grief is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, that was a very traumatic time for you. How 
did you manage to pull yourself together? I mean, did you do a lot of research? You know, how did you manage to, to kind of almost kind of clear your mind and your heart to say, okay, this is something I, I need to move forward in this direction? It's, a, it's, a, it's such a, an important question, a good question, because I don't know that there's any one thing that I did, there's any one task that I performed or any one tool that particularly worked for me. Uh, what I know is that it was, a, it was a pooling, a collective, if you will, of, of different tools. Yeah. from meditation and exercise to going to therapy, to reading, to going to groups, to going to intensives. I, I tried to pull, pull from, you know, really the Eastern and Western kind of medicine and belief systems. Yeah. Did you, did you find that going through this made you more open to these different modalities or were you actually interested in them before you went through this? Yes, and I was always interested in these modalities. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I feel that I came into this, into the world kind of wanting to know it all, wanting to understand, you know, the knowledge base from different perspectives, from the world that I that I was born into, and the worlds that I did not know, or you know, yet yet to be discovered. Uh, with that said, I also saw that there were many people who would go into the idea of past life regression, or um, going to mediums, going to spiritualists, and it was their way of trying to heal. And though that works to some degree, what I also learned is that the healing, um, you, you had to take yourself on. I had to take myself on. Yeah. I had to see where were my weaknesses, where were my strengths, and how was I going to be um, healed on, on, this, on this path, on this journey of grief and loss. What I, what I also realized that was that anything that had not yet been resolved mm. was coming up tenfold, yeah. hundredfold. So the other losses or the other aspects of grief or traumas that I'd had in my life were being aroused because of that major loss. So I had been bullied as a kid, I'd been overweight, and all of that unresolved gunk yeah. just percolated. And it was a real journey, um, if you will. Yeah. It must have been a time of a lot of self-reflection and building a lot of self-awareness throughout this journey, which I guess many people, would you say, actually go through when they're experiencing some sort of trauma and grief? I think some people do and some people yeah. want to hide it away yeah. and they swallow it. And that's when we can see years later, months later, that they're having issues with their stomach, with their guts, because we now know that emotions and the gut are very, very much linked. 
And when, you know, the emotions are really not dealt with, it, it affects us physically. Um, Emotionally, there's so many things that are going on, you know, for the person who is, you know, dealing with these traumas. Um, Yeah. So it's very much an individual journey. It is very much, you know, I, I, I talk to the idea that grief and the experience of grief or trauma is like your fingerprint. It's as individual as you are and no one experiences it the same way that you do. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's the same as life as well. No one experiences life the same way as you. We all have our own perceptions of various situations. So I guess, yeah, so the reflection of life and death and losing someone. That's right. That's that's so important. So you mentioned in your website that trauma, abuse and grief causes the soul to become imbalanced. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? So I like to think of it as... um, the Hero's Shiro Journey by Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell wrote about the hero's journey. And the hero's journey, just very quickly, is you start you know, with your ordinary life, then something happens, something hits you, it's powerful, it's potent. And as a result of that hit, that strike, you're forever changed. Mm-hmm. And you go into a cave. And that cave is, is not a literal cave, although to some degree it might be for some, where you go inside of the self. But the cave is an internal journey. And that cave is where you look at your shadows, where you look at that which challenges you or that which you haven't wanted to look at. Mm-hmm. So that's really what you know the imbalance of of grief or trauma is it's when the shadow work the shadows are maybe you don't want to look at your anger maybe you don't want to look at your shame maybe you maybe you don't want to look at your guilt i have 11 phases of grief and i talk about all of these different different aspects of of grief and trauma and, and you're really held hostage by, by this perspective of being in the cave. And you've kind of got to take out your, you know, your fighting gloves and say, okay, I'm ready to kind of take you on yeah. and I'm ready to learn and I'm ready, ready to be humbled, mm. but I'm also ready to realize that, that a shift must occur. Yeah. And we all are always going through this, this kind of hero shiro journey. And then we come out of the cave and we're like, oh my gosh, look at, look, look at the world. And I am forever changed. And then you say, oh, okay. So that person really isn't an ally anymore. They're more of a, an enemy and I can learn from my enemies. Oh my gosh, this person, I never thought of that person or that situation or that piece of work as an ally, but it is. And that grief and trauma can have unexpected allies. So we look the same, we talk the same, but we are forever changed. And so we are now in what Joseph Campbell called a new ordinary. And just as an aside, you know how this pandemic we're talking about, this is the new normal. Mm. I actually don't think of it as a new normal because there's nothing normal about this. It's our new ordinary. Yeah. 
No, I love that. That's a great way of looking at it. Cause I, cause I often, cause I myself, when I do healing with, with clients, it's always, they, you have to be ready to almost face that fear, face that demon. You know, you have to be ready to go within and really dig deep and clear everything out. And there'll be tears, there'll be shocks, you know, but it's being able to look at it and say, that's what I've gone through. I can overcome it, but I'm clearing it. I'm moving forward. That's, that's it, exactly right. And yeah. it builds your strength, doesn't it? To be able to, I think, you know, what you're triggering off in me as well is the fact that some of us, if we've lost someone dear to us, we want to move forward from that grief, but at the same time, we want to stay there because we feel that we should. Have you ever come across that with people? And if so, what would you say to someone who probably feels they shouldn't get on and be happy because that's not right? Yeah, as if they're cheating. Mm. As if, right? As if, if I, if I laugh, if I smile, if I find something funny, then I'm, I'm not being appropriately grief stricken. Yeah. So there are many different forms of grief. You are really speaking to grief and the loss of a loved one, but there's also the grief that has to do with the loss of self. Mm -hmm. And I think often the two will go together that when you lose a loved one, you also lose the role that you had with them, whether it's caretaker or spouse or partner or parent or child, you, you know, it's like, who am I now? And so, you know, we, are forever challenged by moving forward and holding on. And I don't know that we ever get over our grief. I will tell you that my loss of Paul, it's been a long time. It's been a long, long time. It's been 30 years. Yeah. Do I think about him all of the time? Do I still talk about him? Yes. Do I still love him? Absolutely. Yeah. And is my morning active? Not so much, but am I aware of the loss? That's not going to go away. And, you know, to your listening audience, mm -hmm. I hope that it doesn't go away because do you want that person to not exist within you? No, they're part of your memories, but how do you find a balance, that balance, that calibration, which is what I actually talk about quite a bit in my book is the idea of being calibrated, finding calibration, that when you can be calibrated with this, that it's not I'm done or I'm not done with my grief. It's about, I've got a balance with it. I've got, I've calibrated myself so I can live with it and kind of dance with it and partner with it in a, in a, in a livable way. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess also, knowing that they would want you to be happy as well. So yes, sometimes, but maybe that's not the message they left you with. I mean, one would hope that is, that is the message. Like I want you to go on and I want you to move on. And, and yet some, I think that some people do leave a message that says, um, I'm your only love, continue to wear the wedding ring. And don't, you know, don't stray. 
And it, it becomes, if that's the message, it's a really tough message. And then on the other, the other side of that, because we are always dealing with opposites, is, is the, if we talk about partnerships and the loss of a partner, there are times when that partnership was not great and you stayed together for one reason or another, but actually there's relief and there's no room in anybody's conversation to say, I feel free. Mm. And it's, a, it's, it's sad, but there are people out there that really never have the chance to, to, to even voice, I feel relieved because I'm not being beaten anymore. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and we must bring that up because there are people who are hidden and have hidden that for, for all of their lives. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We need to acknowledge that. So how do you help someone who is struggling with grief? I really allow them to understand that there's no one right path. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not... It's not the five stages. The five stages was br were brilliantly um, designed by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who really talked about, um, you know, the five stages for someone who is dying. It really, they, they really were not meant for people who were living with grief. And so, I have designed these 11 phases and they are non-linear. They do not follow any one path. Yeah. And to say whatever you are going through, it's your path and it's right for you. And you might experience anger or rage and you might experience guilt or shame, or you might need to go through some kind of forgiveness dance mm -hmm. and it's all right. And that no matter what you're going to be going through a cycle, so that is like, I guess, normalizing it, saying that whatever you experience, it's right for you. Yeah. So I, I would say that that's one piece. I'd say the other piece is, and I, I talk about this as well in my book, It's Grief, is the idea that you, um, you have different personality structures. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, you're an ambivert or an introvert or an extrovert. Yeah. or you're fixed, mutable, and cardinal, which actually comes from the tarot, you know, um, I'm sorry, from astrology, you know, are you a fixed person? Are you mutable? Or are you cardinal? And, you know, because, because knowing these aspects of the self enables you to understand what are the best tools to help you move through your grief, not get over it. Because as I said before, this isn't something you get over or you're done with, mm. it's just that you're living with it in a much easier way. And so you can forgive yourself that, you know, you're not done. You're just learning to live with it peacefully. Yeah, yeah. And I think what's, what's important here and what the message that is coming across so far in our interview is that no two people are the same. We're all going through our own journey. You know, I mean, I know when I lost my mother, it was like I had cried when I saw a coffin and then it completely stopped. I'd got into this role of, okay, I need to look after the family now and I have to roles of responsibility. So that took over. Not until about 
nine, 10 years later, did I find it hit me? So it's like everyday life can just move you along. You say, yep, I'm okay now. I've got through it. But something can just happen. And as you said, it just triggers you off and you realize, hold on a minute, I haven't grieved as such, you know, yeah. that's the word. Yeah. And, and, and thank you for that story. It is such an important story yeah. because that is exactly what can happen. We can postpone yeah. our grief reaction. You cried, it was like, okay, my priority right now is my family and I need to do whatever I need to do for my, for my family. Yeah. And then 10 years later, you can have a, a smell, a, a scent in the air mm -hmm. and aroma take, you know, that olfactory sense it takes us to memories like that in a heartbeat. It's, yeah. it's what we come in with. It is the first thing we come in with. And it's the last thing we leave with is our sense of smell. Yeah. So, you know, there can be something that just is triggering and it's like, oh my gosh, I never really dealt with this. Mm -hmm. And now is an opportunity and I've got the space in my life to do what, to do the work that I need to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Because it was my time to be able to work on me and not right. be not the response putting the responsibilities first, which and I'm so happy that you gave yourself the time. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to five hundred dollars on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you for that. So we also have different types of grief it's not just the loss of someone who's passed away there's also grief I mean obviously there are others but just in terms of relationships when we you know lose someone for whatever reason I mean can you explain about relationships and how the loss of a relationship can also be a grieving period mm -hmm. you know when you lose a relationship there's a, there's a, there's a choice that's made mm -hmm. either by one or by both partners, yeah. right? If it's made by one and not the other, um, it's, it, it's really hard because, you know, the one that didn't make that choice mm -hmm. is grieving a, a different kind of grief. The one who's leaving may think by leaving, I'm done and I feel relieved. Yeah. But it does, it's not always that clean. Yeah. And the partners, the people are still alive. So knowing that your former partner is still around and they may have been your best friend and your lover. And what do you do? How do you how do you manage knowing that there was a choice that was made? And maybe it's because there was another relationship that was formed outside of yeah. the partnership. And that's on them. And that's on, you know, the partner who may have found an affair and had an affair partner may have, you know, not had the integrity 
to go to, 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 to their loved one or to their former loved one and said, you know, I'm having a really hard time in this relationship. I think I need to get out. Mm-hmm. Too yeah. often that affair is done, you know, in secret and hiding, but it's rarely about the other partner. It's often just about the affair partner and, you know, their inability to really deal with, with, with what is in, in front of them. Mm-hmm. The grieving process it, for, for, for many broken relationships can be just as hard as the loss, death of a loved one because there's no ceremony. And one of the things that I really love, you know, people who are splitting up to do is create a ceremony of, 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 of leave taking, create a ritual around it, actually mark the date because the body knows, the body knows from one year to the next, oh, we're coming upon this date. And I actually talk again about about the idea of a calendar marker in in my book, Um, because in its grief, having that calendar marker, and it's all about the self, really allows you to prepare and having prep time before that, you know, before that, that, that holiday, that date is really, really important. You can gather with friends. You can, if you're more of an introvert, maybe you decide that you're going to have a night where you take a bath or you shower or you write a note to yourself about how you have survived during this time. So there are, you know, breakups are just as as difficult in a different way. Mm. I mean, I would never want someone to have to go through the loss as in death of a loved one, yeah. but a breakup can, can, can feel um, messy and dirty and ugly and filled with shame and guilt um, that just continues to, to mm, muddy one's yeah. self-esteem. Yeah, festers as well, doesn't it? Yes, festers, great word. Yeah. So... In regards to that situation, do we handle it differently like we do if someone has passed away? Or would you say, because a lot of people say, oh, you know, you've broken up with someone, the relationship, you know, hasn't worked out for whatever reason. This is the way. Is there a standardized way that we we deal with this? Or is it the same way as the loss of someone that it is different? Everyone's different that we... It's you, you really answered it because everyone is different. Yeah. And the way that I deal with a breakup is going to be different than the way that, you know, one breakup can be very different than another breakup. Yeah. You know, there are so many reasons why we break up with someone or why a breakup occurs. And it may very well be that it was just time, mm-hmm. or it may very well be that it was abusive. Well, you know, it's time and there's no abuse is very different than extricating yourself from an abusive relationship. And so I can't say, oh, it's going to be this, you know, every time you break up, it's the same because it's not. Mm -hmm. And what we tolerate in one relationship may not be what we tolerate in another. Yeah, that's, that's great. So tell us about your book. It's grief. So it's grief 
Um, it was my first book and it, it, it really covers from who you are during the grieving process, like who you are as a human being, like, are you this extrovert, introvert, ambivert? Mm -hmm. Are you fixed, mutable, cardinal? And looking at the self while looking at the, the different ways, the different phases that one goes through. Mm -hmm. I think one of the pieces that, that I loved about writing the book was also talking about the archetypes because the archetypes are kind of what you, what you um, meet in the cave. And I don't talk about the hero's journey because my relationship with the hero's journey came after I wrote the book. Okay. But, you know, the archetypes, the mother archetype, the father archetype, the trickster, these are all aspects of, of our shadow selves and also of the parts of us that just we, we all have or that we all know. And the, really the best way to define an archetype is an archetype is a symbol that regardless of your socioeconomic background, your, you know, your language, where you have, were, were born, you know what it is. If I mention mother in any language, there's not one person that doesn't know what mother is mm -hmm. or father. Yeah. Okay. So they are really symbols that, that we, that we all know and have a kinship to. So I would say that really it's grief encompasses all the different many types of grief from relationships to the, you know, loss of, 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 of a, of a spouse or a partner or a child. So, yeah. I think what I love about the title, I know obviously we, um, we've said it's grief, but the full title I believe is the dance of self-discovery through trauma and loss. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And what I love about that is that, that lift of the dark, that, especially that part, the dance of self-discovery, you know, it, to me, someone would be drawn to that book just because obviously of, of that part, that actually there can be this self-discovery, this and and pulling dance, which is brings a lighter notion to the to the whole topic. I mean, wh what made you come up with that title? Is it because you wanted to steer people in that direction to know that, like we've been talking about about the topic of self-discovery and how important it is to go into that cave and and that part of you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for asking that question, because a lot of people have a, a funny reaction to the word dance, to even the choice, like, how do you put dance with grief? Mm. And you know how, Rita, at the beginning of the conversation, we talked about grief and avoiding grief and not really wanting to step into it because yeah. it's just overwhelming. And when we want, when we avoid something, it just gets bigger. And so I started to think, well, we really need to partner with it. Well, what do we, how do we partner with something? Well, we dance with it. And so I think of grief as something that we partner with, that we dance with. And sometimes we're doing the twist and sometimes we're doing the waltz. Yeah. And sometimes we're just like, we're, we're doing a solo dance. And that it's like saying, I invite you in. I invite you in because if I push you away, you're just going to get bigger. And when I invite you in, then there's self-discovery. And that is the reason I titled, I titled it that way. 
Yeah, and that's beautiful because I get this vision of almost being one because it is a journey of life, isn't it? Like when we lose someone, the whole process of grief, it is becoming one with it and experiencing it. And as you said, leading you to self-discovery. That's right. Yeah, no, that's... And that's the gift. That's That's the gift that you get from the process that I lay out. And again, I offer a lot of different tools, a lot of different exercises in the book. Um, However, not every tool is for everyone. And that's why there are so many. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually in the process of writing another book right now and it's on sexual grief. Wow. That'll definitely be interesting. We should get you back on the show to talk about that for sure. If you're open to it. Oh, I would love to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So you combine spirituality with psychotherapy. Can you tell us a bit more about this and how this method can be effective in someone's life? I mean, to be honest with you, I'm getting that sense of spirituality coming through in our conversation as well. But just to elaborate a little bit more on that for our listeners. Sure. Um, So before I answer the question may I ask you like how is it coming through to you to me it's well I think because I'm I'm like spiritual myself but I'm getting this energy of oneness that energy of this is a like you know like the dance of self-discovery that flow of of that we go through this and yes it's a hurdle but it's how we journey inwardly to manage our outward sense so that that's how and I just feel this sense of flow Mm -hmm. you know whether our listeners get in that but yeah yes yes so that flow you know I will use any tool Mm -hmm. um that that I you know that I possibly have at my at my fingertips so whether it's hypnosis or it's um, EMDR or, or it's breath work or it's regression work or it's let's sit and talk work or it's getting on the floor and working with clay. It doesn't matter how we get to the pain because so often the pain is nonverbal and we don't have the words. And so I want to use all the different parts of of the body and of the soul. Um, You know, when someone is going through grief, it is often a spiritual emergency. And that spiritual emergency um, is often misdiagnosed as depression or anxiety. But if I can look at someone who's coming in as really going through the crisis of the spirit and of us having a spiritual emergency, it takes the diagnoses of depression or anxiety off the table and it allows me to see them at their soul's level. Yeah. And so often when we lose someone, there are, there, 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 I'm very careful with this because I don't want it to be misinterpreted, but we do get, messaging some kind of and whether it's coming from a place that we don't yet know 
or whether it's just coming from an internal place, I don't think it matters. I think what matters is that something is coming through. Yeah. And so to honor it, not be afraid of it. And if it helps, great. And if it doesn't, then ignore it. So what? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that trust in yourself and to, to know that you recognize what what you want to pursue and what you want to move forward with and what you don't it's almost like again it's that self-awareness that's right and as a clinician yeah. I want to use everything that I possibly can use right. and if if you come in with a dream and you've dreamt of your loved one great let's let's do that or you've dreamt of that broken up relationship or you've dreamt of this part of you that you have lost mm. then let's Let's take that dream. Let's maybe take it to the cave. Let's imagine that you're in that cave yeah. and we'll do some guided imagery and we'll do some hypnosis. And hypnosis is, is, is some people are, oh my God, what I, if anybody of your listening audience has driven and you've gotten into a car and you've gotten on at exit 10 and all of a sudden you're at, at, at exit 20, but you don't really remember driving. How did you get to exit 20? You've been hypnotized. It's right there. You've been in trance state. Yeah. So it's not scary the way that I think some people think it is. Yeah. People have this like, Oh, you know, what's yeah. going to do to me if I'm in that trance state? But <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. Great. So just to sort of end things in terms of obviously we're making this transition after, you know, being in the pandemic and, you know, many of us are, are making that transition to, as you said, come out of it and, you know, what they call it, they call it the new normality. But for anyone who's struggling out there at the moment, any tips that you'd like to leave with the listeners that they can help them think of, maybe think about or do to get through this? Sure, absolutely. Um, one is buy my book. I know that sounds crazy, but I, you know, when people have gotten the book, they've, they've been able to just go to different sections and really just, it's, it's, it, it really guides you through the different experiences you might be having. I guess the other part is don't avoid it. Step into it, don't be afraid. And just take one, one piece, whether it's your anger or your fear, just take one piece and say, okay, so this week I'm gonna think about this, mm -hmm. anger or fear or alienation or shame or guilt. I'm gonna take this one piece and I'm going to just allow myself to, to stream. I'm going to allow myself to free associate to it. Yeah. Give yourself 10 minutes, 15 minutes to make a plan to be with it rather than to avoid it. And the other, I, 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 I love the idea of have a cry box and imagine that you have a cry box. And sometimes during the course of a, of a day, you don't really have time to feel your emotions. You're working, you're tending to kids, you're, you're cooking, you're doing whatever you're doing. Okay. Yeah. But say, okay, you know what? I'm going to make a date with my cry box and I'm going to go to that cry box and imagine that, that that box in your mind's eye is gorgeous. I don't know what it is, what gorgeous is to you or to your listeners, 
but make that cry box and say, I'm making a date and then go to it later in the day yeah. and just be with it. And the other thing that I'd love to offer anybody who comes to my website, which is edynathan.com, you know, sign up for my, you know, to, 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 to get, you know, my newsletter. And when you do mention, my, mention that you heard me on this show and I have a monthly journal and I'll send you the monthly, you know, the a one month journal. And it really helps you to look at where you're stuck and where your allies are and where your metamorphosis is. And you can just write about it for the month. And that's beautiful. Thank you, Edie. So listeners, you know where to go. So it's edynathan.com. That correct? Yep. Edynathan.com. Well, yes. Edie, there are more questions that I probably could ask um, because, I, you know, there is so much there. But I know that if people go to your website, they will find a lot of information, a lot of tools. That, um, and obviously to reach out to you, to work with you. Just to double check, do you work with um, clients virtually who do not live in the US as well, or is it just face-to-face? -face? No, I actually am only seeing people virtually. So I'm right. really seeing people all over the world. Yeah. Yes. Right. So yes. thank you again for all that you do, because there is thank so you. much here. And just feeling that connection and feeling that, that you know, that, it's such a struggle when we lose someone. It's such a struggle, you know, battling grief and trauma, but to know that we are all individuals and that we all can manage it the best way for us and that there's no one, you know, one recipe fits all. It's, it's right. down to us in our own personal journey. I think in a way that will bring comfort to many who are struggling today so thank, thank you. you for taking the time and for being my special guest oh i, I it was a pleasure thank you Rita. thank you so everyone that's it for another show take care and as i always say stay safe and stay healthy bye i hope you enjoyed the show stay tuned for more tips motivation and of course, inspiration coming up real soon. If you want to email me and send me messages of what you thought of the show or anything you'd love me to cover on the show, please email me at coachrita at swastialiving.com. Swastialiving is S-W-A-S-T-H-Y-A l-i-v-i-n-g dot com see you real soon bye i hope you enjoyed the show stay tuned for more tips motivation and of course inspiration coming up real soon if you want to email me and send me messages of what you thought of the show or anything you'd love me to cover on the show please email me at coachrita at swastialiving.com. Swastialiving is S-W-A-S-T-H-Y-A-L-I-V-I-N-G.com. See you real soon. Bye.